People cope with tragedy in all kinds of ways. Some people ignore it or quickly put it out of their minds. Others hold on to their pain indefinitely. The September 11th attacks were no different. For many journalists who covered that tragedy, the horror of that day has stayed with them. Welcome to Reporting on 9-11, where we hear the emotional, true stories of local journalists who brought us news from the World Trade Center, the Pentagon, and Shanksville, Pennsylvania, two decades ago. I'm your host, David DeRoche. In this episode, we're going to hear from television news reporter Bill Prasad. His experience on 9-11 sent him on a path away from journalism and toward a career helping others deal with trauma. In 2001, Bill was a TV news reporter in Washington, D.C., As a freelancer, he would pop up on CNN one day, Fox News the next. He would also do work for local stations in D.C. and around the country. On 9-11, he was scheduled to work at the local Fox affiliate. His day started, like most others, with a trip to the gym. This was one of those big box fitness gyms where there are long lines of machines, aerobics machines, places where you could run. So I'm on one of the aerobics machines, and there was a line of people on the machines who were facing me, as well as a line to my left and right. And back then, we still had pagers. So I heard a pager go off. That doesn't sound like mine. Then I heard another pager go off, another pager, another pager. And my first thought was, something is going on. And then I watched each person stop their running machine, get off, and very quickly run into the locker room. So that was my first indicator that something was terribly wrong. I had no idea what it was. So I scrambled off my machine. I called the newsroom. They told me what was happening. His assignment? The Pentagon. Now, Bill was no stranger to reporting on stories like this. He'd spent time covering the Oklahoma City bombing that killed 168 people several years earlier. But that still didn't prepare him for what he experienced when he got to the Pentagon. A portion of the building was in ruins. What I started to see was pretty incredible. It reminded me of the first time that I stood in front of the Murrah Building in Oklahoma City. After covering the explosion at the Murrah Building, I thought for sure that was going to be the worst thing I would ever see as a journalist. And boy, I was wrong. About six years later, there I was in front of the Pentagon. And... The whole idea that what I saw at the Murrah building was going to be nothing as compared to what would happen this day in America was just inconceivable. It's difficult to talk about, and it still brings up a lot of emotion. Um, We saw some pretty bad things. Being a journalist meant he had to put the horror of what he was seeing out of his mind and instead concentrate on telling the story. The rest of us, glued to our TV sets and radios, needed to know what was going on. Bill had a job to do. We were headed to the Pentagon when it still wasn't clear whether there were other hijackings taking place. We didn't know whether could there be another plane that was headed toward the Pentagon. Actually, we we found out later there was another plane that was supposed to hit the White House. But we didn't know, but we really never gave it a second thought. This is what you are built to do. This is what you do for a living. What followed was a marathon of coverage that went on day after day. What started then was a series of live shots, all day coverage, live shot after live shot after live shot 
I remember trying to find eyewitnesses and then going to a man's business place. He said he was there when it happened. I go into his business and we sit down and I said, so how close were you? He reaches under the desk and pulls out a piece of the airplane and puts it on the desk. And I was just frozen. I, I didn't know what to say. This began an odyssey that really tested how much adrenaline you had. The live shots went on. There were times where the TV station sent food to the van. I would try to catch a nap at the van. If I could get home, it was a couple of hours of sleep, then go back. And this went on for days. Live shot after live shot after live shot. And you really find out how much adrenaline you can run on for days. Eventually, the constant work and his compartmentalization of his emotions took a toll on Bill's mental health and his well-being. After about four or five days, I finally got home and was able to get some sleep. And get some sleep, meaning I could sleep six to eight hours and actually get a full course of meals. Um, but I remember that one of the first things that happened when I got home was I just cried. It was like all these emotions were inside me and couldn't really come out. And then all of a sudden the dam broke and out they rushed. And it was almost like that scene from broadcast news where Holly Hunter is just crying profusely. That this thing just rushed over me and I just wept. The time immediately following the uh, Murrah building explosion and the time following the, uh, the Pentagon, I would have nightmares and they were the same nightmares. After, after Oklahoma City, I had these nightmares that I was trapped in the daycare center with children and we couldn't get out. And then after the Pentagon, I would have nightmares that I was trapped in there with other people and we couldn't get out. As time went by, those nightmares subsided, and I had to understand that there was a part of me that had been changed forever. Since then, I really have not been able to sit through any movies or go to any exhibits that deal with 911. In fact, this is the first time I've done an interview about it. And I thought about it and thought, okay, this might serve a purpose. This might help some others. It also might help me move forward. That experience was the start of a transformation in Bill's life. Within four years, he decided he'd done enough in journalism. His future lay in helping others. He eventually earned a master's degree in counseling psychology, and he did postgraduate work in trauma psychology at Johns Hopkins University. He says his unique experience on 9-11 and Oklahoma City help him relate to others who are facing life-altering ordeals. I feel like I've been able to give back not just because of education or expertise, but also because I have been there. I've been on the ground, and I understand what it's like to be there. And it's very, very rare for a psychotherapist to be able to say, yes, I was at the Murrah building. Yes, I was at the Pentagon. Yes, I understand how you feel. When we think about going through traumatic events or being diagnosed with PTSD, we have to think about it in terms of this is highly treatable. 
if you get in front of a good therapist and you do your work, you can overcome post-traumatic stress disorder. You can get back to a place where you are fully functioning, you are living life to your fullest, and that's the attitude that I bring when I'm in session with a Marine or a soldier or a woman who has had to deal with domestic violence or sexual assault. Together, we can do this. I will be with you when you go through the darkest places and we will come out the other side. Thank you for listening to Reporting on 9-11. This episode was reported, written, edited, and produced by Ben Bogardis. He's a journalism professor at Quinnipiac University and hosted by me, David Roche. I'm the director of community programming at the university. Special thanks for this episode go out to Bill Prasad, Quinnipiac University's School of Communications, and the Quinnipiac University podcast studio where this episode was recorded. For more stories from journalists who covered 9-11, be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to check out the other shows produced here at the studio by going to qu.edu slash podcast.